that the children dared not come nearer. Oh, anyone can growl. Presently, the children got tired of listening to him and went away. Then Miss Daisy coaxed the unpleasant tin-tailed creature out of the kennel and untied the string and took off the pan. Then, if you'll believe a dog of my character, and of course you must, she carried that low dog home in her arms and washed him and set him down to eat out of the same plate as Trap and myself. <sighs> Trap was friends with him directly. Some people have no spirit. But I hope I know my duty to myself too well for that. I snarled at the base intruder till he was quite ashamed of himself. I knew from the first that he'd be taught jumping and begging and things like that. I hate those things myself, but that's no reason why every low dog should be taught them. Miss Daisy called him Tinker, because he once carried a tin pan about with him, and tried very hard to make me friendly to him. But I can choose my own friends, I hope. Everyone made a great fuss about one thing he did, but actually it was nothing but biting. And if biting isn't natural to a dog, I should like to know what is. And why people should be praised and petted and have new collars and everyone else's share of the bones only for doing what is quite natural to them, I have never been able to comprehend. Besides, barking is as good as biting any day. And I'm sure I barked enough, though it wasn't my business. Miss Daisy had gone away to stay with her cousins in London, and she had taken Trap with her. Why she should have taken him instead of me is a matter on which I can offer no opinion. If my opinion had been asked, I should have said that I thought it more suitable for her to have a heavy, middle-aged dog of good manners than a harem scarum young stripling like Trap. Trap told me afterwards that he thought the reason he was taken was because Miss Daisy would have had more to pay for the dog ticket of such a heavy dog as I am. But I, I can't believe that dogs are charged for by the weight, like butter. As I was saying, Miss Daisy took Trap with her, and also her father and mother, and Tinker and I were left to take care of the servants. We had a very agreeable time, though I confess that I missed Miss Daisy more than I would have believed possible. But there was more to eat in the kitchen than usual, and the servants often left things on the table when they went out to take in the milk, or to chat with the gardeners, and if people leave things on tables, well, they have only themselves to thank for whatever happens. There was a young man who wore a fur cap, and who used to call with fish. And I was more surprised than I care to own when I met him walking out with Cook one Sunday afternoon, for I thought that she had a soul above fish. Yet when the servants began to ask this young man to tea in the kitchen, I thought of course it must be all right. But Tinker would do nothing but growl the whole time the young man was there so that at last Cook had to lock us up in the butler's pantry till the young man was gone. I had not growled, but I was locked in too. The world is full of injustice and ingratitude. Now, one night, when the servants went to bed, Tinker and I lay down in our baskets under the hall table, as usual. But Tinker was dreadfully restless which must have been only an accident, because he said himself he didn't know what was the matter with him, or he could not go to sleep, but kept walking up and down as if he were going to hide a bone and couldn't find a good place for it. Do lie down, for goodness sake, Tinker, 
I said, and go to sleep. Anyone can see you have not been brought up in a house where regular hours are kept. I can't go to sleep. I don't know what's the matter with me, he said gloomily. Well, I tried to go to sleep myself, and I think I must almost have dropped off when I heard a scrape scraping from the butler's pantry. I wasn't going to bark. It wasn't my business. I have often heard Miss Daisy's relations say that I was no house dog. Still, I think Tinker ought to have barked then, but he didn't. Only just pricked his ears and his tail. And he waited, and the scraping went on. Then Tinker said to me, Don't you make a noise for your life. I am going to see what it is. And he trotted softly into the butler's pantry. It was rather dark, but you know, we dogs can see as well as cats in the dark.